Hi, Scott. It's so great to have you back. We have a great, great topic. Uh, the topic is how to elevate the role of marketing ops. What do you think? Where should we start? Wow. Yeah. What a great, uh, great place to begin. Well, I think actually this is the perfect season, uh, you know, to be talking about this because, you know, uh, the start of a new year is kickoff season uh, at almost every company, you know, and everyone's coming together within their different teams and across the companies to really be able to articulate the strategy for the year ahead and, um, yeah, the, you know, the plan of how we're going to operationalize that. You know, and so I think this is one of the things where marketing operations has the opportunity to play both directly and from a supporting role, uh, like a primary, uh, you know, contributor uh, into those kickoffs, both strategically and, uh, yeah, the operational uh, execution plan, too. That's that's really great. And I, I think um, we concluded last year with a session, a wrap up session, looking back to 2021. Like, what do we think marketing ops is heading uh, towards to? And strategy execution is really something that becomes more of a synonymous uh, word for marketing operations. And I also think the life cycle or the, the loop or cycle it is in is shorter and shorter. I'm talking about strategy and execution. So it's, it's more and more linked. What, what do you think in strategy execution marketing ops should play a role? Yeah, and you're absolutely right here about just this continued uh, compression uh, of the cycle time between opportunity, idea, plan, execution, uh, the, the, the cycle. Is, is, these are no longer five-year cycles. Um, yeah, so I kind of think of it this way. Like when you, you're talking about elevating marketing ops, there's maybe three domains in which we can elevate it. One is in the marketing department itself. The other is out how it connects with other departments, uh, helps marketing be a good citizen and good partner with the rest of the organization. And then up, you know, how do we help marketing, you know, really provide, uh, well, not just provide the value, but be very effective at communicating the value to the C-suite and uh, the board of directors as well too. So we could we could start with the in, uh, you know, which is this whole thing about like, yeah, the 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 tighter uh, cycle times between strategy and execution. It's just so incredibly important for marketing ops leaders to come to the table in the strategy formation process, the marketing strategy formation process. And it's not because marketing technology should somehow drive strategy. I'm, you know, it's, it's you know, strategy drives, you know, our operational choices, technology choices. But Technology just continues to change at such an incredible rate. There's so much innovation, not just in MarTech, but I mean, in the consumer experience, you know, in the technologies that, you know, customers and buyers use and expect that it's really valuable for a marketing ops and marketing tech leader to be at the table as strategy is being formed, even if it's just to provide options, to be able to put some concepts out there of what are the possible strategic angles we might be able to take that now some of our new capabilities and technologies have opened up for us, you know, that weren't even on the table. Yeah, and, and it's the technology that holds all the data. And, and I, I remember in earlier podcasts that we discussed the 
fact that marketing ops in the early days and still today um, are responsible for um, pulling up all those reports ad hoc, quarterly, monthly. So they're also on top of, you know, customer engagement results, conversions. They, they can combine the two, right? Yeah, and that's a really important point here too because it's there's a distinction between reports and analytics, you know, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, marketing ops is always considered as, oh, you're the reports folks, you know, so when I need a report, I'll come to you and you can pull the report together. Thank you very much. That's not very exciting. And, you know, frankly, uh, as more and more self-service capabilities are available, you know, it's, it's, it's not even necessary. It's not where the value is. But analytics is something very different. This is something where, you know, marketing ops is either being engaged with a hypothesis or is even coming to the table with its own hypothesis about potential opportunities and being able to analyze the data to build a case for what those opportunities can be. That's not reporting. That is that is analytical insight, you know, and boy, it's probably the single greatest feeder you can have, you know, into the, uh, you know, strategy formation process. And and so often overlooked, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching at a business school when, uh, and we have to create together plans for um, the companies that they work for. And um, it's amazing how much data is there and they're overlooking it. The first instinct is always like, yeah, we need, we need more touch points, more uh, data points to make sure that we have the better view. But there's 10 out of 10 times, and I'm not exaggerating, you can do with the data you have already, you know, make an assumption here or there maybe and uh, share it with your company, with your team and say, okay, I'm making an assumption here. Are we all in? Um, and, and nine out of 10 times people will uh, be in and, and join that assumption. And from there you can start, I, I like the distinction between reporting and analysis because analysis is something ongoing. You try to f understand the, the customer. What is the customer trying to do? Do they understand the message? Do they understand the product, et cetera? And I, I really like that, that combination that you just uh, highlighted. Yeah, you can think with a, like a marketing ops person that, um, you know, they start by exploring the data. Like there's this tremendous amount of data, you know, we have both internally, but also external data sources. So it's storing, exploring that data to discover interesting hypotheses. And then once, you know, it's the strategy process moves forward and, you know, a hypothesis is being framed, you know, to be able to dive deeper into the data we have access to, to pressure test that hypothesis. Like, okay, is there is there supporting evidence to uh, believe that, uh, yes, this hypothesis is true or, you know, get a sharper view of what the parameters around that hypothesis are. And then the third step is, you know, again, when we're leveraging historical data, you know, to sort of pressure test those hypotheses, that's that's valuable. But ultimately, we then need to be able to do the next step, which is how do we create experiments, uh, you know, and operationalize opportunities moving forward that aren't just like running headlong, like, OK, that's the plan, let's just go do it, you know, but really are designed in a way to say, like, how do we like do this in a series of steps that will give us more data in the process to either validate the hypothesis and allow us to double down on that with greater confidence or 
even if we structure these experiments in a way and we start to get feedback and data that is contrary to the hypothesis, being able to like learn that early in the process and then be able to like, oh, okay, well, is this hypothesis wrong? Is there some facet of it we need to, you know, adjust? Um, and, you know, structuring things that way. I mean, this is, wow, I mean, this is like quintessential modern marketing ops, uh, you know, is having both, you know, the talent and the technical capabilities to be able to do that. And it's kind of hard to imagine a more valuable role in the strategic process today than that. Yeah, and you started out with um, laying out the first or the three steps that are basically there, right? Inside, outside marketing, and then more uh, uh, different management layers. Um, I would say we just talked about data. Knowledge is power, right? So it, it this this these insights and, and and knowledge will bring marketing ops beyond the boundaries of just marketing. I think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So oh yeah, so let's let's move from the inside to the outside. Um, you know, and how does marketing ops elevate its role with other teams throughout the company? You know, and I think one of the exciting trends we we talked a bit about this last year. You know, one of my uh, one of the topics I've been very passionate about is this idea of big ops. You know, and how it's not just marketing ops anymore. It's there's you know ops teams. You know, uh, all over the company. And what's starting to happen is we're getting these universal layers of data and business analytics that are crossing multiple departments. And I think this is a phenomenal opportunity for a marketing ops leader to be at the table with their counterparts in sales ops, in product ops, you know, in customer service ops, you know, and both be contributing to not only the vision of uh, you know the underlying capabilities you know your your analytics platforms you know the way in which your you know cloud uh, data warehouse systems are designed what sort of like services are available around that but also being able to contribute like the shaping of things like the data definitions i mean it's been one thing for marketing ops to say like oh okay well we have data definitions of what we think of for customers and campaigns you know within the context of the marketing department that's fine but like now, the better way a marketing ops uh, you know, leader can really contribute is saying, let me work with my peers to influence a way in which we have a shared and common understanding, you know, so that when I have, for instance, just take campaign data, you know, it doesn't get siloed only into the marketing facets of that, but we're able to correlate campaign data with like sales operations data that happens further downstream with financial data of, you know, how that corresponds exactly to, you know, performance, uh, you know, uh, and ultimately then the ROI to customer success to the product state and just helping to get all these teams aligned. And I think a marketing ops leader who's really at the table with uh, his or her peers, man, that's an incredible way to elevate uh, the influence and the impact of marketing operations. And in, in that ocean of data, um, would you say that marketing ops is probably the guardian of the customer data, customer related data, all that data that explains us or gives us hints about what a customer is trying to do and solve? I think they can be. Uh, but I think this is, again, one of the areas where when we when we start to look at the company as a whole 
and we say like, we don't want the customer through the lens of marketing and the customer through the lens of sales. We want the customer through the lens of the entire business. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, even if one department, be it marketing or some other department is sort of acting as, you know, the most uh, directly responsible, you know, individual for like, you know, okay, I, I'll be the shepherd of this. I think what's very different today from, you know, some time ago is that it takes a village. It really does. You know, it's not, it, you know, not necessarily just one department, you know, that owns that, but it is that collaboration of ops leaders across these departments. You know, I mean, this is one of the reasons why, uh, you know, one of the trends from last year that I think we're continuing to see, uh, you know, here in 2022 is more and more discussion about this idea of RevOps or revenue operations. You know, not that it's replacing marketing operations, but that there is value in the organization to having common data structures, common automation processes, you know, common customer experience standards, you know, that cross marketing and sales and, you know, post-sales experience. Um, and so, again, that's just like a great example where, you know, a marketing ops person, you know, shouldn't be shouldn't be afraid of revenue ops you know should be embracing this you know be an active contributor to like the revenue ops vision uh and really helping yeah connect the dots across these different internal boundaries and i think um it's bringing um a quote back from scott vaughn in one of the interviews we did and he said you know um once we're maybe not guardians of the, the customer data um, or the, the customer, it's more the customer truth or the customer story well told at the boardroom table. How can we make sure that we ex bring the customer to life for everyone? And I think marketing or marketing ops is in pole position there. Maybe not the owner and, and certainly not claiming it, but maybe should be leading that conversation, bringing the customer to life. Yeah, and I think this is where we start to do that transition. Right? We've talked about in marketing, we've talked about outside marketing, uh, and I think yeah, this leads us uh, exactly to the the culmination of all of this, which is up. You know, how does marketing ops help the CMO represent the value that the marketing team is able to provide to the organization? at the C-suite level. In fact, not just at the C-suite level, increasingly at the board level, uh, you know, as well too. And I love that Scott Vaughn quote because it captures so much of the essence of both old and new marketing. You know, uh, you know, from a new marketing perspective, it has to be data-driven. You know, it just will not stand at the C-suite or the board level, you know, to wave your arms and, you know, have a pretty picture, you know, but not have the analytical rigor, you know, to be able to support that story. But at the same time, it's not just data. You know, I mean, this is the challenge for, you know, the C-suite and the board. Well, it's a challenge for everyone now. It's like we're just awash, you know, in data, you know. And so it's so critical to be able to take the data and also then connect that into a narrative and story that helps the rest of the organization like really viscerally feel like, 
yes, yes, we've got the picture, you know, of how this, you know, brings value to our customers and how do we strategically position ourselves as differentiated from, you know, competitors, you know, and so you give them the story, but it's also integrated and backed up by the data that says, yeah, this is not just hand-waving, you know, this is actually analytically, uh, you know, like sound uh, hypotheses and evidence of this particular direction. And boy, if you can have like a marketing ops leader who's really able to, you know, provide that support, you know, to their CMO to deliver, you know, those data-driven stories uh, and yeah, real strategic leadership to the C-suite and the board. Oh my goodness, right? That's, <laughs> talk about elevating marketing ops. That is, well, as a Debbie Kakish, one of my uh, good friends, uh, you know, from like uh, the back room to the boardroom, I think she wrote this book on it, incredible marketing ops leader. But like, it is exactly that journey. It's like, you know, forget those, you know, musty hallways or virtual musty hallways, I guess, in our current environment. Um, you know, it is really about being able to have marketing ops deliver value at the most senior executive levels of the company, that's elevating marketing ops. I really, really like that back room to boardroom. I, I remember when uh, some 10, 15 years ago, uh, I entered marketing ops without knowing it. It had different names and um, I was always thinking, it looks like it's at the end of the food chain, but it should be at the start. You know, you, you really see what's happening. You're at the end of everything. So you see the residue of all the results, all the efforts, and you really have a clear picture on, okay, this is how we can evaluate and change and improve. And uh, yeah, and, and I really believe we're at that point because we just spoke about your three elements, you know, inside, outside marketing, and then moving up, talking about elevating marketing ops. It's, it's incredible. It's, it has been an incredible journey. And, I'm loving it, uh, but let's get back with our feet on the ground. How should we start? So we know now what the potential is and, and, and where marketing ops could and should be, but where do we start? How, how should we form a team? Because we've done some research and we see, especially in the United States, there's a, um, a lot of teams in place already linked to marketing automation often. Um, Europe is not so much. Where should we start? Yeah, I think there are two great places to start. So one is, let's assume you have to earn the privilege to influence strategy. You have to earn the privilege, uh, you know, to provide leadership outside the marketing department. Well, a good place to start is take the strategy that has already been determined, you know, ahead of marketing ops being involved, you know, and really lean into the analytical and operational architecture designed to support that strategy and write it up, like make the deck, you know, make the memo, like there's a whole aside about is your company culture like a deck presentation culture company or like a memo, you know, wiki uh, culture company. So whichever culture yours company is, like having the marketing ops leader say like, great, this is a strategy that has been set. Let me map out to you from where on marketing operations is, you know, how we can sort of both, you know, very accurately assess all the marketing dimensions of where we're at with that today, and then be able to show a framework for marketing's contribution, you know, and impact on that strategy. Put that deck together. Like, this is a very concrete step. Like, put this together and be able to present it. I think it's the same thing from going, um, you know, outside of marketing is 
I guarantee you at almost any company of any size at this point, there isn't just marketing ops. There's the IT ops team, there's the sales ops team, you know, there's the finance ops teams. If there isn't already a structure for those teams to collaborate, take the initiative. This doesn't have to be a formal thing. It doesn't need to be like, you know, something sanctioned, you know, and blessed from the CEO. It's like, hey, reach out to my counterparts, you know, in these two or three other like key ops departments and let's start, you know, a regular monthly cadence in which we're like, okay, let's come together and just even start by understanding, hey, wh where are we going? Like, where are we excited? Like, where are the things that are developing? Where are the challenges we're each running into? Start to see where there's that common overlap to it. You know, but then really, as you sort of get past that, be able to, again, just like we did this exercise of how does marketing ops relate to the existing strategy, start to get that collective group of ops leaders to have their version of the deck that's like, okay, given that as a strategy, how do we think about these ops capabilities across the company as a whole? And put together a deck about how we put these pieces together. Take the initiative with this, you know. And I think those are things that both develop the muscles uh, within the individuals, you know. Uh, but it also, it's proactively showing the rest of the executive leadership inside the company just how valuable, uh, you know, this ops group, community, cabal, uh, committee, whatever you want to call it, don't call it a committee. You know, like the, 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 these ops collaborators, you know, are really in a position to shape, uh, yeah, what how, how digital business actually runs. And it's such a quick win indeed. Um, it, it really resonates. Uh, thinking back of projects I've done, but also this business school where we do these plans, I always tell them, please, leave your department, go into sales, customer success, support, what have you, ask for data. And nine out of 10 times people say, hey, you're the first marketing person to show up here. And that's, it's, it's a shame on one hand, but on the other hand, it's a quick win, go there. And, and, and the stature of marketing always increased when they walked back to their own department because the other people said, okay, wow, it's not only that they come over and try to craft this deck that we're talking about. But I also understand they don't know everything and we don't know everything. So we have to make assumptions together. And then you start to really shape this, this customer journey across the, the teams, I think better than just, you know, try to do it in isolated mode. So uh, this brings me to another uh, next step. So yes, I, I really like that. And uh, just come together, uh, pick up the phone, maybe internally and say, hey, what are, is it you're doing? Can we create some kind of task force or something recurring? But a next step could be a, a mandate or a budget maybe? Yeah, well, I think again, this comes down to like earning, earning the right to be at the table. Uh, you know, that's at the table from a, uh, you know, involvement in the strategic process from the level of like, okay, is this, you know, task force, is this collective group something, does it have enough cohesion and enough vision about what it needs to do that in, you know, budgeting season, it's in a position to make a strong case to say, listen, in addition to all these other things, let's set aside a budget for these initiatives that we're going to be doing that actually cross the ops teams, you know, within multiple departments. And again, I think there's so many stories that, I mean, yeah, just all throughout the business press today. I mean, this this whole thing of like how we better connect 
you know, our internal teams to be able to respond in a customer world where customer interactions are just hopping across so many different touch points owned by so many different departments. If you don't have some sort of plan for how to create cohesion, you know, internally for viewing that, it's impossible, you know, for you to deliver, you know, a coherent experience to customers on the other side of that. I like that. So a budget and a mandate is more something you earn and it's a KPI maybe for how far you've gone and, and what you've reached um, and achieved in terms of uh, a marketing ops team. Yes, it's like you're, the first steps we were talking about here are if you don't have a mandate, if you don't have a budget, there is still no reason why you can't like get together and actually start to define how can this work and even leveraging the tools we have today and the data we have today and start to show that value. And that's how then people are like, oh, okay, wow, yes, I get this. This is then from what mandates and budgets you know, come from. So if you're waiting for a mandate or a budget, yeah, you're doing it wrong. Uh, you know, you, you, you got to carpe diem, seize the day. Yeah, and, and one final example on that one. It reminds me, and I think I've, I've quoted before, but this, this retailer that I spoke to, a gentleman started as a marketing data scientist, had no access whatsoever three years ago to any data. <laughs> All the systems were closed. Three years later, everybody has access, but I'm talking outside marketing also. So he achieved somehow that and he created kind of a data layer in between all the systems and then uh, whatever analytics and reports. And they call that the data candy land. And I love that. I want to live there. Uh, sign me up. I'll, I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love uh, I would like to thank you so much for uh, this conversation. Very insightful. And um, yeah, I'm happy we kicked off the first session. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah, thank thank you so much, friends. Looking forward to another great year with you. And uh, yeah, good good luck, everyone. It's uh, we're gonna crush 2022 together.